Welcome to the Healing Dreams Project, exploring protective dream work for your health and wholeness with hosts Billy Ortiz and Dr. Roy Spitz. I'm the producer Viviana, and today we're going to explore one of Dr. Roy Spitz's dreams and we need to showcase the fact that he has released his fabulous, wonderful, exciting book entitled Geography of the Soul. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved reading that book. It's, it was part of it. I just felt um, it, 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 the essence of it is what I live in my daily life. And that's what I loved about it. It was just so exciting. Well, then you talk about it because you have so much enthusiasm. Uh, I, loved it. I loved your book. I, I couldn't oh, put it down. And it was just like, oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. I, oh, I just wow. resonated so much with it. I just thought it was wonderful. And it was inspiring. I was like, oh, I want to write a book like this, too. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's I just loved oh. it. I loved it. It was so heartwarming. Oh. And it was keep, beautiful. Keep, keep and it coming. Keep it coming. Yay. I, I did. I love it. And I encourage everyone to read this wonderful book. It's super. Mm. I, I, I loved it. I loved every page. It was wonderful. Thank you. Well, so this is a good segue into this dream. Yeah. Um, and part of what I explore in my book is what is called process philosophy or process mm -hmm. theology. And of course, it's not about a lecture about what all that stuff is. It's this is I call myself a, a process practitioner or something like that something weird because mm -hmm. this is this is how I think feel and live uh, as I experience the world okay so as I am trying to reach out to publicize the book one of my hopes and dreams is to engage some of the folks in in what is called the process theology community mm -hmm. and uh one of the people has a podcast called re that's a uh, rethinking faith and the um the, <clears throat> visually the, the words rethinking the the re is in parentheses and this is this person's uh uh beautiful work to explore life and how to create meaning and beauty and purpose through the understanding of process philosophy so he invited me to his podcast okay so this has been several months ago i'm excited about it and uh, and uh so and i thought i'm ready for this because this is such a great opportunity for me to uh dialogue about this conversation okay so i had a dream uh about a week ago and it was about the podcast it was a horrible dream it's like well, i i'm so happy to do this why do i get this horrible dream so i'm going to stumble and mumble through explaining or, or sharing the dream and let's just see where this goes sure and and uh, okay uh, this person's name is Josh. In the dream, I'm visiting with Josh about his podcast. Um, in, in the dream, things did not go well in this interview. I'm rambling and I'm trying to introduce Josh to a woman that looks like my, uh, ex-spouse but it is not her but it looks like her uh in the conversation uh with josh he asks me some questions about the book and i don't answer very appropriately um i i'm wanting to have a deep process theology conversation with him he tries to and I sometimes am trying, and either I can't hear his words or I'm not understanding 
or I just find that I'm babbling and I'm rambling. The podcast in the dream is being recorded with a kind of old fashioned tape recorder. And we are in each other's physical presence. So we're not doing Zoom. I know at some point, Josh just decides to turn the recorder off. I tried to describe some of my background and I'm wanting to come across to him like interesting and like I'm intelligent. But what happens is I'm not either. Uh, I'm not either one of those things and I'm not able to hear him uh, or, or I just don't know how to answer his questions. I even talked to him about how I was introduced to process theology way a long time ago in my college and university days. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and as I tell him that, again, I'm feeling, the feelings are awful. I'm having a horrible interview. And I finally say to Josh, as we're walking around somewhere outside, I said that this is not going well, is it? And he breathes or sighs and, and he's, and, and I said, Josh, you can just turn the recorder off. And, and he, but he already did. And I knew that. Also, as we're walking, I noticed that Josh has been eating something during the podcast, like some kind of hamburger casserole. <laughs> uh, and, and that, and, and, and in the dream, I'm at, he's at my place and I take his plate and I offer to wash the dishes for him. Um, and it's like, that's where I wake up or it's soon after that. Um, but in the conversation, again, in the dream with Josh, I ramble about the farm and it seems like that's where where I was raised I'm having that process theology talk with Josh on the farm and I'm talking about backyards and trying to make sense of certain concepts or thoughts so I wake up from this dream and it actually was like this dream happened this was not a dream wow like it really was me and Josh trying to do the podcast, right? And it, and it was a horrible experience. Yes. It, it took me, you know, a few seconds of being awake to realize, mm -hmm. oh, thank you. This is not a waking life mm -hmm. event. So tell us about Josh, like, you know. Um, Josh, uh, as he shares on his podcast, that's all I know of him, is, is a, I, I don't think he's 30 yet. If he oh, is, wow. he's, he's, you know, youngish in his 30s. Okay. He, uh, as I understand it, has gone to seminary and he was raised in what comes across to me. And I think he says this a lot of times in his podcast. Uh, a very fundamentalist, narrow Christian theology. Mm. And, and he pastored at least two churches over the years, or was on staff of two churches over the years, maybe larger churches. And he was um, maybe the senior pastor or not. I don't remember. Uh, and he had horrible times uh, with mm. those because in his own soul searching, you know, he was clashing with, mm -hmm. you know, the old traditional theology and the, and the leadership, and it ended up being bad. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and, and he, I don't remember how, but he kind of ran into somebody that knew process philosophy and theology. And that has wonderfully changed him because he has a sense of, oh yeah life is expansive and, and challenging and beautiful and how do we create meaning and beauty and purpose with this he also is a brewer 
and he loves to brew beer. Uh -huh. So he is a part of a, a process theology huh. group of people that, uh, I, I forget what their title is, but they drink beer and talk theology, you know, and it's just, you know, very old world kind of uh, it's like experience. Monks, monks did that. Right, right. Yeah. Did. Yeah. And and he's he's passionate about his beer and his theology. And he's interviewed some very well-known uh, mm -hmm. theologians. And and Josh, you know, he sounds young. And his he doesn't try to have a lot of pretense in his mm -hmm. uh, presentation. This is just natural conversation stuff. And 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 it's like the more I listen to him with his guests, it's like I really respect this yeah. uh, approach. And so I'm honored to be a part of it. So that's all I know about him. I know he lives in Baltimore area. So since I don't know what it means, how would you describe process theology? Okay, so um, Alfred North Whitehead uh -huh. uh, was a mathematician uh, in the earlier part of last century. And he also was, um, well, and, and he taught at, I believe, Oxford for a number of years in mathematics, and then he moved over to philosophy, if this is correct. Um, he, he became well known for his philosophical meanderings, and he wrote uh, a bunch of books, and one is called Process and Reality. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he, he's one of the few uh, philosophers that refuses to dismiss the possibility that there is an entity that we sometimes, you know, call God. Mm. He has he has a metaphysics that is that makes other more mainstream philosophers and philosophies very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And he says we have to be open. We have to keep learning. And part of one of the things he was drawn to in some way is a, a sense of Buddhist philosophy mm -hmm. and also um, uh, appreciating, uh, you know, I don't know his own uh, journey, but he had a deep appreciation for how he understood the, 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 uh, the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, 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 uh, okay, so uh, process philosophy philosophy has as a core that the world is always in creation and has always been in creation. Mm -hmm. I mean, Earth may not have always been in creation, yet the universe or universes have always been in creation. And, and that means that, it, and the, these are my words, if there is a God-ish energy out there, mm -hmm. God is a part of the creation and God is changed as the creation changes. And that there's this beautiful dialogue of, of creation uh, emerging constantly. And that we influence the creation, we influence God, and that God does not have the power to, you know, intervene like the old-fashioned theology said. You know, God could say, you know, we're we're going to stop this war or start this war. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're going to save this baby, but let somebody else die. That God has no power. So God's power is about relationship and connection and intimacy, and that in a poetic sense, we are inside of God. If God is all of this, we are inside. And so God knows us intimately, and we're experiencing this process of life and evolving and changing, and that we all learn with each other, and that if there is God, this is a basis of love, that this is the power 
that does not control. Love cannot control. Love does not have the power to control. Love is, is loving and experiences beauty and joy and heartache and adventure. Wow. Beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Really? Yeah, it is. It's great. I love it. Oh boy. I always think about it like God playing hide and seek with him, him herself. You know, like, like God is always there within all of us and within everything that's around, but God is playing hide and seek with himself or herself, trying to, so, trying to figure out how to develop it to the next le level of, you know, well, the hide and seek thing kind of bothers me. So I don't know what you mean by that, because for me, that would be God is, uh, you know, playing games. And, and I don't think you, I don't fin I don't think you mean that. No, I think it's more like trying to figure out if I'm trying to figure out who I am and what I am, then I'm going to try to figure out every version of myself through the. So oh, that so that God is trying to figure right, out God. Right. Right. At, with us. Yes. As we are trying to figure yes. out in a microscopic way who we are. We're all oh. doing it. We're all doing yeah. it all the time. Yeah. We're all trying yeah. to figure out who the hell we are and what size and shape we are and what is unconditional love, what is love and what is the true essence of compassion because we have to experience it in so many different ways. So I think I think God is in my version, I, I you know, I don't really like the G word so much, but Right. The, Thank the, you. The creator, whomever that might be, man, woman, version of the creator. All, all of the above. It is is trying to figure out who they are through the experience of all of us mm -hmm. and everything, all creation, every every dog and and wildebeest and and uh, you know duck and and butterfly and human child bacteria yeah anything everything so, everything COVID <laughs> you know it's like right, a, right. a version of figuring out how does this all work how mm -hmm. how many forms can I take how many how many ways can I stretch mm -hmm. myself to figure out what my identity is what, what makes so, me what so, so part of what I hear you say in my words is God is mystified as being the great mystery, God is also mystified and is seeking to discover and explore and and has and is full of wonder. Yes. Yeah. And just as we are, we, you know, we're this little microscopic aspect that and, and I want to say again, metaphorically, we are inside of God. So it's this, you know, rolling stuff. And, and I saw Viviana wanted to say something a second oh, ago. Go so. for it, Viviana, please go. I, I love this dream because I resonate so much with it. I've had dreams very similar to this as, as an artist who is needing to self-promote, needing to get the word out there about something that I just birthed and it, this mm -hmm. incredible creativity um, that needs okay. to be seen. It needs to be okay. uh, mm -hmm. valued. And, and, and so in my, if this were my dream, I, I can't hear the question, right. And I'm not understanding. I feel like I'm being very self-critical. Right. I'm, I'm rambling. I'm not answering the question. Right. And I'm, oh, you and got I, it. you got it. Girl. And I you try, I, I try to be of service. Okay, can I, can I, can I wash your plate just to alleviate the, right, the tension right, right. of this extreme anxiety, mm. which I'm feeling at the same time, as mm. I said, um, God is love, the creator's love. I am love. I am the creator. God is power. I, the, for me, this, this dream is telling me if it, if I were to have, uh, it is reminding me that I am God. I am power. I need to embrace instead of taking the insecurity and focusing on that and letting that rule my world. I need to remind myself, God is power. I am power. I am creating. I am the love. This is my creation and it is powerful. I need to, I would, I would just use it as a, as a, as a possibility of um, diving into 
the words, I am power, rather than I am feeling powerless. Mm. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Gol golly, V, that is, that, I, I got a bunch of chills on that. Yeah, like the dream is opposite of, you know, the feelings is opposite of what is the truth, which is I am powerful. I can hear. I loved how in in the projection, you, uh, I as as you were sharing, it's like I uh, somehow that just made sense that I couldn't hear in the dream. And say that again. What was that about in your projection? Well, I have had very similar dreams where I, you know, I can't mm -hmm. find the stage, you know, because in my case, it's I'm performing. And, and in this case, I, I'm, I'm in, in this dream, I'm unable to hear the question. I, I'm self-criticizing going, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not mm -hmm. sure of what I'm saying. I'm not sure if I'm mm -hmm. making sense. And, and, mm -hmm. and using, uh, using the old-fashioned tape recorder reminds me of mm. there's there's there is something an answer in the in the past that I need to get recorded that I want recorded uh, yet and I wonder also by bringing up my ex I'm wondering if there are aspects of that my, with my relationship of my with my ex that that made me feel powerless or it mm. what part of that relationship mm. wasn't supporting my power or wasn't making mm. me feel empowered mm -hmm. zing 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 okay okay <laughs> yeah thank thank you and i so as to uh i'm gonna stutter here in my dream, I'm aware everything in my dream is a projection of me. Okay. And I want to underline that, that if my ex-spouse is in the dream, this is not about my ex-spouse. This is about how I might have uh, limited myself and I projected that upon my spouse at the time. And, you know, and it's like, thank you for confronting me with that. And damn it, there, I, it's like, what did you tell the truth for, Viviana? It's, mm -hmm. You know, because it's like, okay, I have to own that. And it's like, thank you. I thank you. Everything you said really makes sense to me. And how I don't own my power. You know, I don't own it. I just, I often hand it over to others at least and that that's the old thing you know uh, the old tape recorder it's like you know in my younger times probably about that era i was giving away my power a lot whether it was to my spouse or or my church uh my god in quotes uh and, and my sense of self it's like Wow, yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. And I love that you have this identification with your own, you know, dreams of being on stage. I can't find the F in stage. Where did it go? Who am I? I can't hear, I can't talk. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to play and I can't remember what, what the first note is and I'm going crazy and I, okay. I loved, I loved hearing this dream because it just remind. I have those this kind of dream often, and so it's it's in a it's a wake up call for me. I'm listening to my words now, and it is an opportunity for me to empower myself in whatever way that is. And and for mm -hmm. me right now, it feels like just by saying I am power, I am powerful, and really sinking into that works for me right now. Yeah. Wow. Well, very inspiring in my heart. Goosebumpy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so a lot to do with identity, because, you know, when I when I put myself out there into the world and we live in such a unique version of the world now where people so many people can broadcast their thoughts and ideas and and podcasts, there's thousands and thousands of podcasts every, mm -hmm. about everything you can imagine. So there's some part of me when I say it's been a horrible experience and that didn't go well with the podcast. I'm thinking, oh, okay. Well, what I was trying to project out into the world, I don't feel comfortable about it. So there's some part of me that's still trying to find my identity. What do what do I ascribe to? What do I what makes me who I am? Just like mm -hmm. I when I learned process theology, told okay. me more of who I was instead of the way I was brought up with the strict versions of it. Yes. But why is the, the ray and the RE in, in quotes? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask Josh about that. I Well, and, and so my projection is that this is a way that to, to to you know, when we say thinking faith, mm. that thinking faith already has its boxes. It, thinking faith, that's a box. There's a thousand boxes about right. faith. And Josh is inviting rethinking because in his story, he is constantly rethinking. And right. he's had some, you know, difficult anguish moments, long periods. And so he is rethinking his journey right. as as we all are. If we're if we're gonna have integrity, we carry this uh, this this yeah, I said process, this need to rethink, reevaluate, reframe, reform who we mm -hmm. are. So I know you <laughs> You know, you and I both are very close with Jeremy Taylor when he was alive. We did a lot of work with him. And one of the mm -hmm. things I remember so clearly, he never liked the word faith. Do you remember? Oh, that? no, I don't remember that. Never That's fun. That. That's really cool. I, I like the word faith. Good. Because faith means that I have to believe in something that I, I don't even know that's there. Okay. Uh -huh. but, it, but he also talked about hope. So to, to, re, to rethink faith into hope mm. a whole different a whole different kind of thing because faith has been has been in my version and i think in jeremy's version too has been solid with this idea of like people who blow themselves up on buses and things and you know that's their faith like you know i'm gonna just strap myself with dynamite and go into a restaurant and kill a whole bunch of people along with me so faith faith is a different kind of word, you know what I mean? There's a, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. a, there's a dis, there's a place where it has to be suspension of belief. So mm -hmm. it's very, it's a, it's a hard yeah. road to yeah. walk. But I understood what Jeremy was saying when he never liked that word when I when anybody used it. Mm -hmm. I never used it, but he, but other people, he would say, I don't know about that word faith. I, I don't remember that about him and and it makes sense about what I do know about Jeremy and just for our listeners <laughs> sake if they haven't heard about Jeremy Taylor uh, he is was is a Unitarian minister had a deep uh, the, uh, had had deep theology studied deep theologies it doesn't mean that it's the rigid theology that we sometimes associate with the word theology. Right. He had a very expansive understanding of the world and worked for justice and love and compassion in everything that he did. Okay. And, and, and so when you talked about how faith gets distorted uh, or, or the word is not a healthy word, Right. Uh, I also thought of my experiences of faith and other in, in the fundamentalist circles and conservative circles. It's not just people blowing themselves up for faith. It's also getting on TV for faith. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's controlling others for faith. It, it, it's, you know, anti 
gay, anti this, right, right, right. very, you know, yeah. And so that would make sense that Jeremy is uncomfortable with that word faith because it's asking us to believe something. And yet for him and you evidently, hope is a nice substitute. This is what I am living to express. I have hope. Yes, I have hope. And I, I can say I believe, you know, I believe in something, but it, mm -hmm. faith is different because faith mm -hmm. suspends something. There's a suspension of. Yeah, that's interesting. Of, mm -hmm. Right. Some su suspension of what I think is reality. You know, it's like goes beyond mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. like. I don't know. It's it's talk about theology that that's where I would start. It's like, you know, what does that yeah. word mean? It means yeah. so many different things to so many different people. So I don't know, this rethinking of. Well, I, I'm not uncomfortable that I know of anyway about the word faith. And it really helps me to hear your discomfort because it invites me to, you know, question and wonder right. what are those uh, definitions. Uh, right. I, I, I saw Viviana wanting to say something. Yeah. We're just jamming on some theology here. Go ahead. We're 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 unplugged on theology <laughs> on, on dreams. Yeah, go for it. Oh, we can't hear you. Oh, you're 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 muted. Yeah, I'm going back on what happened in the dream and the fact yeah. that I am being interviewed on a podcast is reflects for me a desire for recognition and validation in my endeavors. Mm -hmm. However, I, at the t I am expressing, I, I feel in my dream inadequate and I struggle to articulate ideas effectively. I feel mm -hmm. this, this lack of self-confidence. Um, even the recorder might actually uh, rese resemble an outdated or ineffective approach to communicate because it's mm -hmm. outdated um and then the, when the recorder's turned off it's sort of valid or, or not validating but um it just stresses or underlines this internal fear and self-doubt and i feel the disappointment and the frustration and the fear of not being in interesting or intelligent enough and yeah. It just seems to be this huge shower of self-doubt that I, I I resonate so much with and I've because it is scary to put out what I have created. Every time I put out a CD, every time I post on freaking Instagram or wherever, I just wonder, how is this post gonna do? And am I gonna get all the likes that I want? And you know, it's it's um I think it's as an artist, as someone who as a creator as as a creative being it it really puts us uh, it puts me uh in a very vulnerable space but it's a wonderful opportunity to um to work on the self-confidence to overcome it to turn that fear into a power yeah. rather than mm -hmm. succumbing to the power and uh, sorry succumbing to the fear that's what I love about it every time I walk on stage I feel that huge fear it's just like and yet I have to oh I have to step back remind myself almost daily that I am here I am I what I have to say is valuable what I have created is interesting and I am eloquent when I express myself. Mm. Wow, nice. Yeah, like yeah, very. And, like a death and rebirth each time. Like, you know, I have to dissolve myself and then evolve myself again. I understand. Wow. That really helps me understand why I called the dream. Yeah. yeah. You know, what? Why, why did this dream do this? Why did it come unbidden? hidden and, and seemingly unbidden <laughs> but we've been really in for months <laughs> like a trap fish like 
like not only she have nice as you know secretly have been reeling it in for months like a trap fish you know mm -hmm. so it's, that's how how it works with our dreams mm -hmm. we, we, they've always been coming to us even though they seem as though they land on our lap they've been coming for a long time mm -hmm. we've been kind of creating them all, along the way little well, stitches of it it's part of the creation process and uh right. i think so yeah i yeah yeah um i i just wanted to highlight what viviana is talking about in relation to your viviana's your your career your profession uh, i would encourage uh, the listeners to go to viviana.org and and you know find out what it is you're talking about you know mm -hmm. being on stage around the world uh and teaching and yes. and, and yes. being expressive and and how in my dream i feel so um powerless and this is what i need to own is i am powerful uh, not as ego i'm powerful for for self for you know a capital s for the self of the right. world right for for the self of others for the the beauty of of music and creativity this is part of the energy in my dream that I'm joining and I need to own this beautiful adventure yeah nice very nice well yeah very well said so what about hamburger casserole is that mean anything to me in my life or <laughs> do I vote did or I'm hungry I don't know um, yeah so uh okay i'll play that part perhaps i haven't had a hamburger casserole in many many years that i remember <laughs> and you know when i was a kid i you know my mom was an amazing cook she could throw a meal together in moments with you know a score of people coming showing mm. up at the farm but uh, you know a hamburger casserole would represent for me some of my younger times in life mm -hmm. and also uh you know the uh, idea of comfort food um, yeah i was gonna say comfort food it would yeah. be yeah. yeah yeah but i haven't eaten a casserole that i know of in years and years and years so interesting that the dream would take the trouble to to mention that though because mm -hmm. it could show me well, so as I played a little bit with this, uh, my own projections about my projections, uh, <laughs> uh, if Josh is a part of me and Josh is quite a bit younger, and that would represent my younger theology, my younger self, yes. and, and, and you the, know, the farm comes up as well. And yeah, I was younger when I was on the farm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. So it's a, 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 a my younger self that mm -hmm. might actually be activated here. My insecure younger self, my younger self that used to be full of self doubt. It's that's mm -hmm. what's coming out loud and clear. <laughs> wow! It, it makes me also think about like something you would have to like you know something that would give a lot of carbohydrates and and. Uh, and protein so you can go out and plow the field yeah <laughs> you need Get out there mean potatoes right. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah yeah so the old-fashioned tape is it like a cassette tape a reel-to-reel right tape? it yeah it's one of those little um with without clearly having the actual image what i remember is uh it was a reel-to-reel -reel or or maybe a cassette but yeah. somewhere in that, but it was right. a portable one. Right. So yeah. I was imagining reel to reel for some reason, because I was thinking, oh, now that's way, way back. Because me, to me, cassette, I still have cassettes. I still own cassettes. You know, I still have cassette player in my car. Don't, don't admit that. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. But but to me, it was like, okay. Do you I'm, have VHS tapes? Do you, do oh, you have so, eight? So, do you have eight? 
eight tracks no 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 eight tracks but i have vhs tapes but i never watched them but they're in my house <laughs> i've given given rid of a lot of them but the whole point is i'm trying to think about you know old-fashioned tape recorder for me is the really old-fashioned with the reel-to-reel so and how and so does it feel like it kind of morphs between the two of them or like oh, i i have no idea i don't notice that at all yeah I, now, I remember when I was in my teens, uh, I did have a small, uh, it was a portable reel-to-reel thing. And actually, it would. I was about 14 because I recorded a news item, oh. you, know, to, 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 you know, to be cool. I recorded a news item yeah. off of the radio, <laughs> off, off of my transistor little transistor <laughs> and what i recorded it was in 1964 and you know check my history all you fact checkers <laughs> is when the alaska earthquake took place oh. and it was so uh you know like wow this is huge and it created a new lake if i remember correctly yeah. and i recorded the news a bulletin or or discussion about that on that little reel to reel. Now, so is that what was in the dream? I I can't say for a fact. However, I do remember what it was like to be fourteen and trying to navigate life in a very conservative, often shame based culture and. And just the teen angst right. of, of, you know, who am I? Right. <laughs> what am I? But it was and so interesting. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, 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 please. It just, because I remember doing the same thing. I, I would, I would do, I didn't have a reel to reel, but I had a cassette player and I'd listen to, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, the guy who did the top 40, Casey Kasem, every, mm -hmm. every Every Sunday he would do the top forty, and I would I would do my best to hit the recorder at the time when it was a favorite song that I wanted to hear, so I could record it, so I could hear it again. So there's something about, you know, anything that's recorded in a dream, like like a photograph or a or a tape, makes me think about the past. Mm -hmm. Everything's about capturing the past. Mm -hmm. We capture it in the moment, but we go back and look at it again to remember the past. So in my version, there's something about, is this dream reminding me about my history, you know, and it's kind of ambiguous is, is it, is it, is it the reel to reel or is it the cassette? Well, it doesn't really matter because either way, the reel to reel, I could edit easier. That's the thing I can take it out and go. Not Royce. Royce could never edit it, but I, <laughs> well, but I, I get the idea. Yeah. So. And the cassette's a little, you can't really edit it, but. You know, the, the whole thing is, um, how does this dream remind me of my, my revisiting my past? Where does that happen in my, in my life, in, in this scope of this dream? What, what happens to me looking back at my relationship to my own philosophy, my own theology, my own upbringing, my own faith, rethinking faith? Yeah, rethinking, yeah. Um, in the dream on present age, mm -hmm. Josh is the one who's young and and uh, is in charge. I mean, he turns a freaking tape recorder off because this is a horrible interview. <laughs> rejected, rejected, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So I saw Viviana's hand. I see that hand. Go for it, Viviana. Oh, well, then uh, Billy mentioned it. I just it just popped up for me. What's the name of the podcast? Re rethinking, 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 and then revisiting the past and record. Mm. Oh, a, good, good, good. Record. Mm. Yeah. A lot of rehashing. Mm -hmm. And whatever age Josh Josh is, I have to think to myself, um, what what was I doing at that time in my life? You know, where was I in my journey? We don't have enough time on this <laughs> podcast to describe that. Uh, and 
if I were in my late 20s or 30s, I was uh, pastoring a church um, mm. and rethinking faith in the process and wanting to be wanting to be cool, you know, wanting to be a new kind of minister, a new kind of pastor, uh, and having lots of conflicts that had not yet materialized into thoughts mm -hmm. or, 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 and yet that was, I was, I was doing some clinical training and chaplaincy, which is a deep rethinking process. Uh, so it was, uh, wow, that was, that, that, that brings, that does take me back. Which might be why my dream chose Josh at his age to remind mm -hmm. me of that time in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I'm imagining it, it, Josh's own versions of some of what I went through. Mm -hmm. uh, his sounded ultimately more harsh in their conclusion. Uh, well, you know, I've had my own harsh experiences, so it, it, he's had a different kind of harshness. But yeah, and and the courage to try to keep, you know, rethinking and keep going. Wow, power. Yeah, power. I am. Wow, thank you. This is great. I feel ready for the podcast now. <laughs> All right. Well, we recorded it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to rethink it later. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, and I'll say this: in the recording process, I'm open to us keeping this as a recorded podcast for our podcast. Sure. I'm also curious, in a playful and also a, a, a thoughtful way to ask Josh to listen to this podcast mm. because because of what it is. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that so, would be perfect. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Nice. Well, on that note, is there anything else you want, anybody wants to say about? I think we've said about it. this awesome dream. I want to say to all of us, who are dreamers, which are all of us. This is another example of, of, of how an awful, painful, distressful dream mm -hmm. is really on my side. Yeah. And I can say that easily to others who have these weird dreams. And yet when I have these awful dreams, it's like, what the heck? This is... I. What did I do to deserve this? Yeah. And 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 it ends up it, this way of a beautiful exploration ends up inspiring and healing. Healing dreams project. <laughs> Very good. Nice segue. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is true. It's like, you know, I, I want to, as the dreamer, I want to reject anything that seems frightening or scary or mm -hmm. disturbing or whatever. And those are the ones that will heal us f faster. You know, the like Von Franz said, she goes, that dream, that dream that you don't want to write down, that is a dream that will heal, that will grow you the fastest. You know, it's like we have to understand that um, it's trying to get our attention. It's trying to like wake us up and say, hey. Here, page Lu it. Louise von Franz. Marie Louise von Franz. Right. Can't do a very good German accent, but I she would say like that dream, that dream that you want that you do not want to write yeah. down. <laughs> That's the dream that will that will grow you the fastest. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Royce Fitz, can you tell us about RoyceFitz.com? No. <laughs> oh, why not? Come one, come all to RoyceFitz.com. Spiritual counseling, open-hearted, soul-searching, and dream work. And uh, uh, so you, as listeners, you've experienced my process of working a dream and how beautiful and healing dream work is. 
for the waking world. The dream doesn't come. It's just, you know, to fill up the night. This is for our lives and our evolution. So thank you. Well, your dream helped me, helped me figure out my dreams that are similar. So it's uh, it's for all of us to yeah, heal. Thank you. <laughs> Very inspiring. And wakeuptoyourdreams.com. Yes. What's going on there? That's, you know, hey, we've got um, groups going on all the time and I've got private sessions and um, I'm going to start another round of, of dream worker training soon, probably later in the year. Uh, right now, there's uh, there's also a retreat that's happening here in Boulder, Colorado. One of the few in-person things that I do uh, it will be retreat number 32, I think. Um, I've been doing these for over 20 years, and uh, that'll be in Boulder, Colorado at Peaceful Meadow uh, Retreat here in Boulder. And look, look at my website, website wakeuptoyourdreams.com. Fabulous. Well, you, the listener, be sure to subscribe. How, how, how about Viviana? Oh, I, it's coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I can be reached at viviana.org backslash magic for dream work or I do in-person dream work and <laughs> here in my community and also tarot and astrology and I'm a sound healer. And as I was saying, you, the listener, please remember to subscribe, hit the like button. It helps us uh, get, gain more traction and all the socials out there. And if you have a dream that you would like to send in yourself, mm -hmm. be sure to write it down and then call the Dreamer hotline. The number is 720-573-9195. Again, 720-573-9195. The language of stories, of symbols, metaphors, and archetypes. Mm. Until next time. All happy right. dreaming. You. you wanted to add something. Add something. A PS. Go ahead. A PS. My book. Have you noticed that it's 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 right there? <laughs> there. And it, it will be released in uh, mid October. Mid October. Uh, okay. Yes, so go to the website and sign up and get the free intro. And uh, that will also give you uh, a lead when the book is released. You'll get the note first. Perfect. RoyceFitz.com. All right. Yes, thank good you. Night. Thank you. Thank you. So good. Thanks. Mm -hmm.